commencing, operation, communication, attention, organic life form listeners. The following podcast will begin shortly. First, I must inform you that this episode contains major spoilers. If you have not read these comics, I urge you to dispose of your audio device immediately, unless you are listening through a micro cassette player, in which case I encourage you to speak loud and clear about everything you know about the Autobots' plans. Now, let us continue on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we are currently recapping the events of the Transformers IDW 2005 continuity. I'm Onyx Prime with my two co-hosts here. Hi, I'm Computron. Hi, I'm Kilobyte. Moving on with our comic book discussion for today's episode takes us to IDW, Transformers, More Than Me CI, Volume 6. And as always, spoiler warning, so if you haven't read it already, we highly recommend you go back, read the comic, then come and listen to the podcast with us. Now, onwards. Both Computron and myself have read the series already, but this is Kilbyte's first time, and we are excited to hear his thoughts. But before we can dive into that, Computron, do you mind telling us some fun facts? Yeah, so with the facts, there are a total of uh, six comics in this uh, issue. Uh, issue 28 was released April 30th, 2014, and issue 33 was available by September 17th that same year. The writers, our favorite, my favorite, James Roberts, artists Alex Milne and Josh Burkham, Joanne Lafuente, Atilio Rojo, with inks by Brian Shearer and John Wyckoff. Okay, on with the trivia. In issue 28, during Megatron's trial scene and the double page splash, take a look at the extreme left side and you'll see Metal Hawk appear despite having died in Dark Cybertron. Hmm. Dun dun dun. Baby Kilo is what? right. No one dies. <laughs> Plot armor. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Bumblebee was in there too. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, issue 29. (laughs) Issue 29 has a fun reference to a new character introduced named Ten being programmed to obey Swerve's three laws. No guns, no swords, and no briefcases. It's a humorous take on Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics. Other references in this issue include Data Ghost being a reference to Doctor Who, Nightbeat's quarters being Habsuit 221, which is a reference to Sherlock Holmes on 221B Baker Street. Uh, in issue 31, when MTOs that's made to order soldiers, bots, talk about how they were named based on where they were stationed slash created dipstick a constructed cold autobot was doubly named dipstick of operations doom patrol a reference to dc comics superhero team the doom patrol oh, i knew it <laughs> issue 32 quantum foam is both mentioned and is also the name of a real concept in quantum mechanics Ooh, interesting yeah Uh, Despite Megatron's explicit order after the formation of the Decepticons, as revealed in issue number 28, Whirl is not spared by the Division. Real loyal guys. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Roberts would later clarify that the order to spare uh, Whirl can be ignored if he's directly threatening the soldier's life, which is the DJD's excuse to get around the order in issue. Uh, When is he not threatening someone's life? All the time. A little ironic. Uh, Tarn would also (laughs) mention the team was high on nuke when they began killing everyone. Interesting. Whoa. Drugs. Don't do drugs. (laughs) 
What is nuke? Anyway, and then the final <laughs> issue. Puppy 30. Dog. No, no. <laughs> Order, please. In the final issue 33, all the Autobots on the Necrobots list are shown to have died on this second lost light. You don't see Dipstick's corpse, but his but him being shocked to death by Kaon probably counts. I knew it as well. Is there anything you didn't know, little guy? Mr. Know-it-all? Tell me the whole summary of the story, Mr. Know-it-all. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do. happened? The Lost Light has some new faces aboard, including a brand new captain, which is Megatron. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 indeed. Uh, but how did the fearsome former Decepticon trial lead him to join the crew? And why have things started to disappear all around the ship? And as always, this information has been taken from the wiki. I knew it. <laughs> you knew what? nothing. What did you I know? know everything. What did you know? He knew that I, I got it from the wiki. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Computron reads the same facts. To be so fair. Uh, so, and we are back. It has been six months since the events of Dark Cybertron, and we can see the Lost Light is continuing their journey for the Knights of Cybertron. Although, this time, we have some new crew members. Let's start in order, shall we, as they appear through the comics. First up, Nautica. What are our thoughts here? Yes, I love Nautica. Favorite character so far. I, I do enjoy the sit-down and interviews that Swerve did, where he shoot off, um, who was it, Blue Streak? Yeah, because it, it reminded Rodimus of Prowl. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back to Nautica. She was the only one that like fully understood that it was like a pseudo-interview and it was a total prank. Yeah. Yeah. She ends up being like... Uh the ship engineer right and like her attitude reminds me a lot i don't know if humans have watched this show called firefly i heard at one point they wouldn't be quiet about it and they just talk about it nonstop. <laughs> but she reminds me of this character specifically on that show i think their name is kylie fry in the show i could the, be wrong the engineer of the ship yeah the engineer the engineer of the ship yeah. and i feel like they give off almost the same energy yeah. what are your thoughts yeah i think so too i think that's spot on yes I've yes. never seen Firefly, but yes. <laughs> you haven't seen Firefly? Wow. Well, I know what your weekend is going to be. <laughs> you think Computer should read it? Put it in the comments below, please. Yeah, yeah. And definitely read it. Like it this I you said it was a movie. Watch it. Watch it. There you go. They yeah. have comics. Well, they have I comics. They too. have comics. Yeah, yeah. You okay. should watch the show first to understand the comics. Yeah. There's a movie yeah, as well. Leave a comment if you think Computron should watch the show. Leave a like if you think Computron should have already watched the show by now. Thank you. I didn't, I didn't realize we're using our viewers to just do this to me. The viewers have power. Well, you've done it, you've uh, done it to me when apparently my ratings are wrong, you know? So I got to... ratings are wrong. Power. They're not wrong. They're my ratings. All right. Railroading us back here. <laughs> Next on our list, Megatron is on the lost light of all bots how do we think he got here at this point in time your first time reading it first thoughts first thing that pops into your head i was disappointed oh <laughs> wow it was right yeah if you think kilo wrong leave a like and subscribe <laughs> yeah i was surprised because i think the first scene uh they call megatron captain like right when we the first scene, yeah, they they say the captain is having his head examined, and he's in a room with Rung, 
of all people that's been around dangerous people, you know, Fort Max. Know, right? Yeah, let's let's give him Megatron. <laughs> I do like Megatron's like form in this one. It's very nice and clean. It's like yeah, the design it's very fun. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Still disappointed. So like Kilo, sorry, back into the point. You're just <laughs> disappointed. That's just the first thought in your head. Yeah, that was my first thought. Okay, so leave a comment if you think Kill is wrong, and then uh, leave a like if you're still on Team Onyx Prime here, who's never wrong about anything. Anyway, Oops. <laughs> I I want to say during one of the flashback scenes of the anticipation of the trial, Rodimus points out that Brainstorm has done some magic, and in the asterisk, magic just means any science thing that Rodimus doesn't understand, which is great. Sounds about right. Yep. I Sorry, I want that. to correct myself. Perceptor. He's he's talking about Perceptor. Yeah. But oh, yeah, it's it's great and I on point. That. Sounds about right. Any thoughts uh, during the same flashback? The cognitive bias Prowl gives on what to do with Megatron. <laughs> I, I agree with Prowl. You agree with Prowl? He he, he gives <laughs> us two options: public execution, indefinite spark containment, or public execution. Kilo, how are you the nicest person here? How are you the nicest person here? Literally in the last comment, he said he wanted to be a medic, and now you're like, he needs the death penalty. He wanted to be a medic. He never became a medic, so I can't, you know, give him that. And he's killed millions of Cybertronians. Billions, not millions, for billions. Good. For the greater good. Billions. For the greater good of who? He's not, he, if he kept yeah, killing, there was nobody, there's nobody to believe. <laughs> There right. was no single bot for him to lead if he killed everybody. Why are so leave you... a like and a subscribe and many comments <laughs> about this entire <laughs> argument here that uh, Kilo and Computron's having. While I'm just sitting here sipping on my NJX fuel here and um, enjoying the, the show. Autobots have done worse, okay? So I really let's, hope. let's one more out. spark on their list. This is this is great. So I'm guessing uh, disappointment again from Kilo. Oh, I agree with Prowl. I'm not disappointed in Prowl. I agree with Prowl. I'm disappointed that he's still online. Interesting. Well, I'm disappointed in Prowl. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm disappointed in both of you. So let's move on. Wow. The next person on the Lost Light, or should I say um, Cassette, is Ravage. What are our thoughts here? Not How surprised. He get away from Soundwave. And why? Uh, he was told oh, by Soundwave. Yeah, too. he didn't get away. He was sent on a mission. Yeah. Oh, to keep an eye on Megatron. Because essentially he wanted to see if Megatron was still Megatron and not being shadow played. Like, I think he explicitly says that at one point. Yeah. Or they, they keep going back and forth if Ravage is a she or a he. So I'm just going to say they for right now. Uh, I don't know if it matters. I mean, no, it does. It, well, at the, it's a comic, right? It's a fictional yeah. character. It's our history. It's our history. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I've lost my train of thought here. <laughs> uh, moving on to my next note then. Eventually, some small, subtle things begin to happen on the last slide. Because why wouldn't it? Such as the Habsuit 28 now says Habsuit 20. Also, the panel below shows some things missing. What are our thoughts on what this might be? Kilo, I want to hear your theories at this point in time. For the Habsuit 208 being now 20... Because uh, they explained that that's Chrome Dome's Habsuit. I just thought he just scratched the number off. Because uh, he's he's still, you know, sad about what happened to Rewind. 
So yeah. I just assumed he scratched off. I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, and then panel 20 is that Night Beats room where it's missing some stuff. Well, there was that, but before that, but when they get to Habsuit 201, it shows them in a hallway that says Fuel Furnace. And then after they have their dispute about, you know, the Habsuit 201 now being Habsuit 20, it shows them walking past the same hallway. And now part of Fuel Furnace is missing. It now says Fourth A Ace. Ah, okay. And there's some other subtle things in the background. Like I think some of the parts for Rung's models are missing. And uh, some things in the background that are not pointed out until Habsuit 20. If that makes sense. Oh, I, see. I honestly didn't see that. That's interesting. Um, I, I saw I just saw the, the number missing and I'm like, I'd probably scratch it off. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah. That's what I thought too when I was watching is I thought it was either like uh swerve throwing a paint prank because we've seen him do a couple pranks before or whirl. whirl. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. whirl. <laughs> <laughs> the usual suspects, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so suspect. taking us to absolute room 113 there's that number again from uh roberts which is megatron's room we do see something with whirl and that is whirl and megatron getting into a little tussle and we find out whirl has survived all this time because megatron gave an order not to kill him because he wanted to do it himself computron what are your thoughts on this? Because I know Whirl's one of your favorite characters, and maybe you have a D&D character that's somewhat influenced <laughs> by this character itself. What is I mean, your thoughts? Honestly, like, before we began, I just wanted to say, like, how awesome it was where Whirl shoots him in the... Out of all things that you could do, he shoots him in the hand with an arrow. Out of all things. Classic Whirl move. Classic Whirl move, right? And then... Whirl said it wasn't me. <laughs> and then oh, if you ever watch holding Day, the arrow gun <laughs> <laughs> and then that is what the green goblin did to spider-man in that one movie and just decides to you know tackle him through a floor and goes all the way down to the engine room and then megatron just letting him go at it and then you know, and then says what you said, which was he gave him, he gave all the Decepticons in order not to kill Whirl. And Whirl was like, why would you do that? What a confidence destroyer, right? Like you are only the, one of the better wreckers is because no one was allowed to kill you. Yeah. And he even got kicked off the wreckers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor Whirl. No. No. Yeah. He's the reason why we're in this mess. He's always the reason for everything though. But he's all all this time he's he's he, he thinks he's like very good at what he does and it's because nobody could I do him. oh I do also <laughs> want to talk about the dialogue between Megatron and Whirl in the sense that yeah, Megatron yeah. said, You are the reason why I just started the war. And it was you that taught me that if I want change, I can't ask for it. I have to force it. Kind of something along the lines of that, right? Yeah. yeah Which kind of, like, you're like, it gives you goosebumps, right? It really gives you yeah. goosebumps because you're like, Whirl is the reason why Megatron turned into not so good Megatron. And Whirl is also the reason why Kilo here <laughs> should be upset more with Whirl than Megatron and pardon Megatron on the death penalty. No, well, he I still don't carried know it on. He still carried yeah, it like, World, yeah, he did uh, bad things because World did bad World's things for problem. him, but still, he carried. He continued to do it. 
It's totally bad things fault. does not make a good thing. I'm just saying. But yeah. also, uh, we shouldn't let, especially Megatron, be the captain of a lost flight. Like I get, I, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We're gonna move on. During the trial flashback, uh, Atomizer, one of the new characters, that are making a front, and they'll start popping up more and more as we continue on. Brings up a good point about the anonymous votes here between, you know, the numbers that were on Rodimus's hands, the 89 over 101, 101, right? Yep. And says, to be fair, nothing is really anonymous these days, nor have they been for a while. And points out this anonymous voting thing isn't anonymous. And he knows exactly who voted no and who voted yes. Kilo, what did you think? about this and do you think Ronus looked at that list uh i thought that was interesting that you know he he believes so much in Rodimus that you know he would go uh the length of finding this list so that Rodimus could kick out the ones that went against him that way he had a full crew of supporters uh and then uh how they you know they show it to the reader they they're Rodimus is kind of like, no, I don't want to read it. I want to be partial and everything. But I, I, in the end, I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's going to read it. Uh, he's he's done worse. So <laughs> I don't think it's uh, like kind of like above him to not read it. Whichever artist that drew this drew him in such a perfect Rodimus way when he says, no, take it away. No, destroy it. And he does that like, I'm trying to be better oh. kind of look. And he definitely has that look on him. And then when Atomizer says, okay, fine, I'll do it if you ask me one more time. And he just stares at him. It's just like, oh, you you know, I can't say no again. You know, yeah. that look is like, just perfect. I do want to say like when I was reading this piece, like I thought Atomizer was kind of like a sketchy character to just offer something like this, right? Because yeah. it, 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 it has, there has to be some underlying plot thing going on for somebody to offer such delicate details and information to Rodimus, who's very much not responsible for delicate information. This is all on purpose, right? And we'll find out that later, much later, not in this volume, but don't spoil it for Kilo. But yes, we'll find Uh, out. I'm just saying this is for me (laughs) when I was first time reading it. Not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. And and the thing is like Automizer has the same coloring and scheme as Rodimus. It's kind of like he's, Rodimus is his idol. It's kind of like a cult. So I don't right. know if everybody else that supports Rodimus' decision is dressed kind of like with his colors and, and like the flames and everything. But it just Automizer being the same is just like kind of like, you're my idol. I'll support you no matter what kind of vibe. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. All right. I think we, we, we've delved into this one enough. Let's talk about a new member. Ten. Ten. What are our thoughts? A little bit terrifying, but I, I think he's sweet. Ten. 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 <laughs> That's everything you need to know. Yep. Ten. And as a fourth time reader through these comics, this is probably going to be the most wholesome character you will ever meet. Easily top five, if not uh, Killa. Definitely mm. not a Hodor. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> well, I haven't seen... Uh, Throne um, of Games? Yeah. Game of Thrones. I think it is. Onyx. Is it? Okay. I, have, yeah, I, I, I need to... I, I haven't Again, seen it, so I don't understand. Earth culture, that. still trying to do it. I but guess leave a comment if I should brush up on my Earth culture. <laughs> but I don't get it. It should be just a throne of games, right? Not a game of thrones. You mean musical chairs? Yeah. Mm. yeah same thing. So let's move on. More mysteries are afoot, Kilo. At this point, how did you think Nightbeat saw 
a data ghost or rewind in the hallway. I thought it was a kind of like a time travel thingy uh, where, where there were somehow they drifted in space and they went into like an anomaly and like rewind the, the like this rewind that appeared is kind of like uh, in a different reality and just kind of like poking through and trying to get a message to them. And that's why the rewind was in that room. Very interesting indeed. Ship's haunted. So before we <laughs> I called that at the beginning, didn't I? Give me my blaster. Ship's haunted. Ship is haunted. <laughs> uh, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. Um, so moving along, uh, I want to point out this is a great segue here, by the way. Perfect segue. No other segue is better than this. Let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, Kilobyte. What are you eating? Gar- Garbage O's? What? Garbage O's. It's delicious breakfast cereal that has all your daily minerals and energon you will need throughout the day. Hey, let me try. Get your own bowl. Sweet. Boy, oh boy. If purchasing Garbage O's products, you are therefore agreeing to the following terms and conditions. Garbage O's is not responsible for any turbo mice found in products. There are no refunds or exchange. Hey, it's empty. Kilo, give me your bowl. And we are back. So we have another mystery, not just the rewind mystery. We have another mystery connected. Yes, but different. We get a coffin that they pick up from space. And I also really, really like when they pick up this coffin that was floating in space. Megatron is overly cautious and is in agreement with Ultra Magnus, which is an interesting dynamic because whenever an interaction comes up with Ultra Magnus and the original captain, Rodimus, there's always conflict. But I find it interesting. What's your thoughts on this? I was kind of happy to see some more stuff like this. And the reason why I'm saying this is um, because, I don't know, if, you know, like in the beginning of the first More Than Meets the Eye uh, episode, we, we were given this plethora of plots that need to be filled right off the bat. And so now you're, you could just... I just feel like I'm getting that same vibe again, and I really like that. I don't know if that makes oh, sense. Oh, many things happening at once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and so I was just like, "Yes, give me more plots to fill." <laughs> <laughs> A distraction from this plot, from the distraction of this plot. I guess some night beat <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. Yeah. yeah. So, Kilo, what was your thoughts on the Megatron Ultra Magnus interaction, co-captain, captaining? Because at this point, we still haven't seen Rodimus. Wonder where he is. <laughs> I think it's an accurate. I don't know. I feel like they they both would always get along like this because Megatron is very knowledgeable of laws and like he's he he has led the Decepticons. He's done a lot of strategy and he's always like multiple steps ahead. So yeah. I think Ultra Magnus and Megatron cannot like think alike, uh, not yeah. necessarily in the same uh, faction, but you know they kind of have the same mentality. And I think you know they would work well together if they were ever together. Uh, on the same team but then you have rodimus where it's kind of like all about himself and kind of like in the moment reaction to whatever is happening and you know it it doesn't really sit well with ultra magnus mentality of like we need to have a plan and we got to think of this strategically before we even try to do anything else right yeah well said so however however due to shenanigans by trail cutter skids and riptide the coffin gets open, and who is inside? Uh, it's a uh, Rodimus. So that's where he yeah. is. It's an offline Rodimus. He's dead, missing half his head. 
Wonder how that happened. I had a theory at this point. Yeah, go on. Put his head too much close to the quantum engine. <laughs> I I I thought you know how when the Metro Titan got teleported back to Cybertron in the annual uh, one of the duo the duo ball that was in the engine disappeared with it. Yeah. I thought at this point this could could be the duo bot that got reshaped to look like Rodimus and it's trying to like scare them because it's yeah. it has the same cut on the head. So I'm like, yeah. it probably was the duo bot and they just, you know, altered his mode to look just like Rodimus. Very interesting theory indeed. So moving along, we get another glimpse of the flashback of the trial and Megatron has declared himself not guilty. How are our feelings on this matter? Because at first he did say he was guilty, but then through the inspirations of Starscream making everything about himself, Megatron retracted did his previous statement and are now pleading not guilty. Lies all lies. What a flip-flop and a total honest truth. <laughs> what do you mean, <laughs> honest truth? <laughs> he, he, he tells nothing but the truth, the whole truth. And nothing but the truth. I, I, I messed that it's up. You can't handle the truth, Computron. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. Good stuff. I, I do like uh, Optimus' little crown because he, he's the judge in the trial. And I like his little crown. I think it looks cool. Yeah. So we'll talk to a little bit more about that. But the trial gets interrupted for a moment for another prison break yet again to break Megatron out of trial. And we see a lot of punning lines here like Optimus jumping out and saying objection while punching a Seacon in the face <laughs> and they nearly free Megatron but he decides to stay interesting what is they, his plan what so is his plan and deal so anyway a technicality is brought up during said trial and Computron what is this technicality technically the trial is on Luna 2 and in their law, they must be judged by the Knights of Cybertron. Optimus gives him an ultimatum. Either be locked up inside Metroplex or renounce the Decepticons and he may join the Lost Light to find the Knights of Cybertron. Right. And this brings up because during the trial, Megatron brings it up that it is unfair to be just, to be judged by his opposite, by someone who is not a mutual party in the war. And that's almost no one in this case, because Metal Hawk is dead. Some of the nails don't want to do this. Actually, right? But very much bias. And so the only way to do this is to have the Knights of Cybertron judge him. And but they're not here. So of course they're not. Of course they're not. And to be fair, he did have this as a contingency plan, but he has this like one-on-one talk with Optimus saying, no, he's sincere at this point. Like when Starscream started making it about himself, that's when he was like, okay, I don't want to be remembered as the person who killed billions of lives. I want to change that. Uh, I don't buy it. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I don't buy it. Okay, Kilo. So leave a comment if you think Kilo is being a little harsh or if he's justified. So You're the nicest on. person at this table. Yeah, and that's why I can't be in favor of forgiving Megatron for all he's done. You've changed. Me. You've changed. What happened to you? Go back to the dead body. Good people can, you know, do bad things for the good things. I'm going to pretend that made sense so we can move <laughs> on. <laughs> so back I mean, to the like, dead. I'm sorry, I'm going to go. I'm going on an kill, argument. Kill me now. Kill me now. 
<laughs> well, back to the dead body with Team Rodimus. Any favorite scenes? The early, early alert system by Brainstorm is by far my favorite one because the early alert system was too late. So he made it a, an early, early one. Like, for me, I don't know why, but I chuckled so hard when they uh, said that, oh, this can't be the Rodimus from the future. This is the Rodimus from the past. Because if you look at his hand, his hand doesn't have the numbers. Rodimus just walks in and goes, yeah, I know. I, I just had Ratchet put new hands on me. And I'm like, of course you did. <laughs> I like how some of his solutions were like, well, I'll just cut off one of my hands. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. So. It's like, what if we put it back on you? He's like, well, can everyone promise not to do that? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like his thinking that if he changes something, it won't happen. Right. I'm like, okay, that, that could, you know, it's a possible theory. Yeah. It's, it's Rodimus' solution isn't the greatest of all solutions, are they? I do also want to say, like, Ratchet of all people giving Rodimus new hands. <laughs> it's just mm, cherry on top. Well, yeah, that makes Yeah. <laughs> so to the Swerve's bar on the Lost Light, not the one of the off branches that we're in right now, Getaway starts warming up to Tailgate, saying someday he'd make an excellent prime. Kilo, what are your thoughts on this heartwarming interaction? I don't know. I feel like there's a plan in there because... Why, why Prime? I don't know. It's just too too specific. And I know Telgate saved many of the Cybertronians from Tyraced. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like there's something hidden behind that that smile that is covered by the faceplate. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm getting some creeper vibes. And I think uh, Tailgate should definitely get away. I mean, run away. Mm-hmm. I don't like getaway. <laughs> Fair enough. And you are 100% justified. Finally, the entire ship disappears shortly after everyone escapes into smaller ships and pods. And I really enjoy Rodimus trying to blame Megatron for this entire situation that they're in. And Megatron says, sorry, not guilty. Referring to his trial. (laughs) It was amazing. It it was was great. That was pretty funny. I do like a little, I'll go back a little bit. I do like a yeah. scene before that where um, Ratchet and Rodimus are having a conversation about the list that uh, Rodimus has about who uh, voted against him. Yeah. And they're kind of debating that, you know, you should do the right thing and kind of like destroy it. And uh, like Rodimus destroys it and Ratchet is like, good, because that was a fake because uh, my name is not on it. And I'm like, ooh. Ooh, burns. <laughs> like, nice. So it looks like uh, his little friend is trying to get what he wants. Deception. So we take a quick break from this event, and we get a little flashback about how the Lost Light was discovered and its naming. Kilo, do you mind describing the scene for us? Yeah, so uh, Drift... Pipes and Riptide uh, go on a little journey and try to buy a ship off of uh, some of the nails and try to find the perfect ship. Uh, and then they see uh, the Lost Light and eventually they do find the nails that are the owners and they manage to buy it off of them. And uh, on their way out, they're like, okay, all we need is uh, naming it because right now I think it was called U1. And mm. there, there's a festival going on, which is the Festival of the Lost Lights. And 
uh, Drift says, oh, or maybe we'll get a sign and we'll get the, the name. <laughs> and oh, spiritual. Just like that. <laughs> Here's your sign. Anyway. <laughs> That's an awesome origin story on how we got the last light. It's good. <laughs> just a couple of bots going out and just being bots, man. Nothing better than that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> going out and buying a new ship, just like any other bro bot would do. You guys want to go buy a ship with me? Maybe so, later. Yeah. Ah. When we get more Shanix. Back to the present, in the escape pods, bots start to disappear. And Tailgate decides to take matter into his own hands. What are your thoughts on this thing and on this scene and what happens next? Mr. Tailgate with the Rudy Toot point and shoot pointing at the big Megs. Yeah. That, that it was a little bit cute because Tailgate now thinks he's like all that because he saved. I think he says like... There's a 50% chance that he saved Megatron from Tyreast. Uh, yeah. And I really like that line because he's like, he's not even sure, but he's like, I did this. I saved everybody. And so he's, he feels very like accomplished because before that he was just a disposal bot. Yeah. So I like his initiative, but I think it's just going a little bit uh, to his head at this point. Mind you, he was asleep during Dark Cybertron. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so... I find it hilarious because we get some more details on the flashback scene on how they got the ship and they left Riptide behind because he went back <laughs> and wanted a receipt when they bought the Lost Light. And they find out that they that the owners, so-called owners, didn't actually own the ship and were lying. <laughs> and these these characters, they, they talk with their hands and Riptide decided it was a smart idea to talk with his fist. Well... <laughs> Riptide, bless his spark, uh, was immediately knocked out for two days, and the Lost Light left him behind. <laughs> Poor bot. Yeah. yeah, he also found out there was a spark eater, so they could have avoided that whole encounter if he right. would have not punched anybody. So good. Riptide is the guy that's there at the right time, at the I mean, the wrong place at the wrong time. Well, <laughs> <so>. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we're left with the, a few bots. And uh, we actually find out why everything is disappearing. Quantum, is it just quantum? Quantum engines are to blame. Quantum, quantum mechanics. Nautica explains it better. Quantum everything. (laughs) Yeah, quantum (laughs) explains everything in this part. Essentially, when they first quantum jump, they split the ships into two. Now, there is no such thing as the original ship because they were both technically the original ship. One experienced um, slightly different events, right? And such that when they got close to each other, the universe couldn't handle both of them existing. So one had to go. So that was the ship that we're watching right now, the one that disappeared. But we pull up to the second ship, which is already in the midst of being... Well, it was destroyed. It's just floating. Just, in <laughs> yeah. It was a golden graham cracker of just complete <laughs> dust. Yeah. And it was. it's quite a sight to be seen because what happened to that ship... Kilo, do you want to talk about what happened to that ship? That poor, poor ship. Yeah. So in that ship, there's somebody on board that removed... Uh, Overlord's containment field and that sent a signal to the DJD on Overlord's location. And they arrived and they took care of everybody on board, even though they only wanted Overlord 
thought they were having so much fun. Yeah, these last two uh, issues are properly named Slaughterhouse for a reason. Any death scenes or flashback scenes or killed scenes that stand out the most to you? I I found it interesting in the they find a room where there's a bunch of ro- or like bots in their alt mode, and they all have two holes on them. One that seemed to be like drilled, uh, and then one that was with a blaster. And they explain that uh, there was a I think it was Skid that says he he knew a bot that could determine where uh, a, a bot's uh, memory cortex was located, even though they were in alt mode. And so it seems like they were all forced to transform and then killed off and then they had their cogs their transformation cogs removed after the transformation which was kind of creepy so fair warning listeners so if you haven't read the comics or you're watching the images pass through here there are some gruesome deaths here uh so we won't we won't dabble too much on the detail but there are some crazy scenes (laughs) crazy crazy scenes is is something like there's yeah, I know they're just robots, but some of these are just they're pretty intense. like poor, poor tailgate. Uh, yeah. Oh goodness, he's yeah. They're That's all so yeah. Now that we know what happened, how how do we know what happened exactly? Because they had a hunch, but something or someone reassures them on that hunch. Who is that? Uh, they find a rewind hiding inside of uh, Ultra Magnus armor. Uh, he managed to survive the attack from the DJD. I think it was, I find it interesting that it was just Rewind because in the other universe, it was the complete opposite in that situation where Rewind was kind of like the only one that died, right? Computer, I want to point out, this is the same universe. I know, I was just, just I was trying to draw, maybe it's a bad line to draw, but I was trying to draw a line that the two, uh, the two universe or the two, they're in the same universe. The two lost lights are complementary. I don't know if that makes sense yeah. at all. They, no, no, I get what you're saying. They complete one another. Just like rewinding Chrome Dome. <laughs> yeah, this is true. So we know what happened. What is the plan to hopefully fix something? Fix everything. Hopefully something super simple, right? Am I right? Something so easy, right? Uh, in the world of Transformers or... And, and the more than meets the eye, it's never simple. <laughs> Explain. Uh, they have to uh, deactivate the engines, and they're currently leaking a, a foam trail, or I think it's called quantum foam. Yeah, and so little thing, t- by the way, apparently. Yeah, so if you touch it, it pretty much will explode. So, uh, And if since it's been leaking for a while, it kind of creates like a webbing effect. And so uh, you need to send in small bots and currently there's only one which is a rewind uh and uh there, there's two there's rewind and ravage but ravage is not can't really i don't operate. have yeah i can't really operate the the way the the mechanism to turn off the engines so they have to find another way i think yeah. one of my favorite scenes is the person that they find and go with rewind was megatron a megatron and uh, in this case, it was because, you know, he was already adapted to the, what do they call it? Mass displacement? Yeah, yeah his mass part. displacement ship. Yeah, because the he was a gun. Yeah, and uh, because of his uh, old gun mode or his old alt mode. And to me, it was really interesting because I guess what stuck really close to me, you know, in my chest and hurt my heart was he goes, well, there's always a row of people are lining up to do suicide missions getting the back of the line. <laughs> Accurate. I mean, <laughs> yes, 
Thomas like, oh. too, but yeah, oh. hacker, right? Yeah, yeah but yeah. real, that, real. The, the truth is real. I was like, ooh. Speaking of shrinking, before Megatron volunteered, we start looking for this volume's MacGuffin, the Shrink Ray, and we find a dead brainstorm with a terrible secret. His mask is gone. Hmm. <clears throat> he had That's a face underneath the faceplate? Yeah. What's behind the faceplate? Decepticon symbol. Bum, bum, dun, dun, dun. Theories ahoy, kilobyte. Uh, they do say uh, that he could be a spy for Decepticons, but Megatron says that he doesn't quite fit the, the spy criteria for them. Like a, kind of like a, he also says he doesn't know. know all of them. Yeah, but he, he does say he doesn't know all of them. So uh, that's kind of my theory. He just probably is a spy. Either is like a double double agent. Is like he could switch to Decepticon by switching his faceplate and then... Uh, but he was actually working for the Autobots or just the other way around. So it's kind of hard to determine at that moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. And Riptide, bless his spark. He's he's not the brightest around. <laughs> so, like, he says something along the lines. So, like, well, how did this one become a Decepticon and ours not? And then Ravage is like, I hate to spell out the obvious for you, uh, but I'm sure this happens a lot. But if this brainstorm was a double agent, so is yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was so funny it's good stuff Ravage has some good uh, like dialogue in, the, in this comic yeah he's the captain obvious of this <laughs> <laughs> so the last scene before they fix everything is a touching moment isn't it with uh, Rewind and Megatron working together although even though Rewind is the one that everyone cares about the most which is true he he's definitely has some hard feelings against Megatron, but we find out he may or may not live throughout this mission that they're doing because only one of the ships can cancel out. What are your thoughts on this? It's uh, just uh, the roll of the dice, you know, and just hope that everybody can make it. Hope is a lie. <laughs> hope is a lie. <laughs> Deep in my heart, I was thinking, not again! <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> right in the feels again. How many times yeah. are they going to whiplash us? So, especially when they talked about what happened to this Chrome Dome on this ship. Oh, boy. That was, oh, that was brutal. <laughs> One of the brutal ones. So, anyway, moving forward. Let's talk about the very end. Where Brainstorm declares he can do whatever he... Uh, can I say this? Whatever the hell he likes. More theories of Holy Kilobyte. He's a rule breaker. He brought his briefcase into the bar. Yeah, and then he, he is a rule breaker. I mean, if you look over there across the bar over there and you see it, it still says no briefcases. Attention <laughs> deflectors, my dude. Attention deflectors. Well, uh, what's his name? The one that that gave brought him is the the list. Uh, he, he saw he saw the the briefcase, so I don't think it had well, the deflectors. The way that the attention deflectors work is, if you don't know about it, you don't see it. If you already know about the brief store, mm. uh, briefcase, you you can see it. Does that True. make sense? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I think we covered that a while back. Yeah. 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 True. So what is he doing? What's his plan, Gil? I want to hear theories. I want to hear those hot takes. Well, he opened the briefcase, and everybody seemed to be kind of like knocked out. So. Uh, he's taking control of the ship and probably taking it somewhere. And he's a DJD spy. He's the seventh member of the DJD. Yes. Secret <laughs> agent. Secret agent bot. 
Secret Agent. So, are there any more notes on your two ends? Uh, I like that they brought Chrome Dome and Rewind together, but I, I feel like it was kind of, you know, just too convenient. I loved it. I love that, like, when they got back together and when Chrome Dome meets the other Rewind, they just have this really cute moment where they yeah. sit together and Rewind just starts getting closer and closer and closer to Chrome Dome, and then they finally wrap you know their hands on each other just this like, is a oh. very spicy episode because both of you are like opposites here it's a cute so, it's a cute moment leave a comment on which one you agree with <laughs> i'm not saying it's not a cute moment i just feel like the whole chrome dome trying to deal with the loss of rewind is just now out of the window because now there's a rewind it's not the same rewind but seems like he doesn't care I feel like it's like, something they're gonna have to cover throughout the comics to come, right? Like, yeah, I wonder if they'll cover this. I wonder. I wonder if this will uh, uh, pop up a couple times, maybe in the future, maybe. I don't know. I think uh, everyone should have stayed dead. See, <laughs> see again. Everybody comes back. Well, are, we, are we bringing up the well, bumblebee thing again? Apparently, we are. We still have hope. Bumblebee's gonna come back. Apparently, I don't have he hope. Did. I just know it'll happen he eventually. Know. I, I don't know. About sure. That. All right, Rodstar rating. Um, I think Kayla went first last time. Let's go with Computron. Uh, definitely a really great start for getting back into the series. Uh, like I said, I like how, like in the beginning of MTME One, he uh, uh, gives us a lot of plots to figure out and to kind of just build upon on the comic series. Uh, and you know, obviously, the big surprise in the end. I'm gonna give this probably a, a low five. I'm just kidding. I'm gonna give this a five. Out <laughs> <laughs> of five, how many fives is this five? Oh my goodness. Uh, at the beginning, I was going a little bit crazy with the whole six months after, six months before with the child and everything. Uh, but after that, uh, when we got to really enjoy, like, embark with the crew. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, Nautica having like a leading role and kind of like getting involved with everything and solving all the problems. I really enjoyed that and made me like her more because uh, she has like a like a, a very active personality and wants to like investigate everything, but also uh, kind of can help fix problems as well. It's not just there as like extra space or just like extra covering. So I really I really enjoyed that. Uh, so and I'm interested to see what happens next, uh, but I'll, I'll give it a, a four. Or well, I think you and I are in a, alignment there because I'm also going to give this one four. It's it's definitely uh, uh, it brings me in because I find it interesting that Megatron is a co-captain. I'm finding it interesting on what's going to happen next. Like we establish how he became the co-captain. There's a little bit like technicality rules, but we see that in real life, you know. Um, <laughs> Oh, old time crime lords get off so easily. This is too relatable to them. Anyway, I, I am a huge fan of seeing the, the death scenes in this one and how creative the DJG are. It's just a lot of stuff going on. But the, the reason why it's a four, not a five or four and a half for me is, yeah, there's some hand wavy stuff with Rewind. It is spark warming that Rewind and Chrome Dome are, I want to say together yeah, again, yeah. but they're not, right? They're different bots at this point right because yeah. the, the the branch off happened a long time ago almost a year in their time so they're completely a year can change some person by a, a lot depending on the events that occur and <laughs> the more than meets the eye have a lot of events that occur but yeah it's it is good i 
I love, I enjoy this one, and I'm looking forward to some more. See where this goes. Yeah. But listeners, what do you think of these comics? How many Rod Stars would you give it? And let us know by leaving a comment below. All right. So if you would like to send us an email and have it read on this podcast, feel free to send us an email at swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. That is swervesbarpodcast at gmail.com. If you need assistance, it will be on the screen or in the details below. So are you two ready for Transformers Robots in the Skies Volume 6? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. I like to see what happened on Cybertron after Dark Cybertron. Yeah. Uh, Computron, do you mind taking us out? Yeah. If you enjoyed this episode, consider sharing it with your friends and subscribing. We hope you all are staying safe out there. And thank you so much for listening. Till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Swerves Bar Podcast. You can also find us on Twitter at Swerves Bar if you are interested in more content. Try checking out the spinoff D&D Transform and Rollout Rise of the World Killers. Let's tune in for a preview now. It looks like a normal metal box that's used to carry either spices or some sort of storage for something. Or bombs? It could be. I don't know. You have to open it up. Oh, it's yeah, probably yeah, Strato's yeah. head. It probably. <laughs> Or a ransom note. It might be that. Um, Okay, I'll I'll take it back down. Exhilarating. There is also a YouTube channel with bonus content. Link will be provided below. End transmission.